You're listening to Biceps After Babies Radio, episode 227. Hello, and welcome to Biceps After Babies Radio, a podcast for ladies who know that fitness is about so much more than pounds lost or PRs. It's about feeling confident in your skin and empowered in your life. I'm your host, Amber Brzezicki, a registered nurse, personal trainer, wife, and mom of four. Each week, my guests and I will excite and motivate you to take action in your own personal fitness as we talk about nutrition, exercise, mindset, personal development, and executing life with conscious intention. If your goal is to look, feel, and be strong and experience transformation from the inside out, you, my friend, are in the right place. Thank you for tuning in. Now let's jump into today's episode. Hey, 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 welcome back to another Friday episode of Biceps After Babies Radio. I'm your host, Amber Brzezicki. And every Friday, I bring you another story of a woman who is doing it, is in the middle of her fitness journey, has learned some things along the way, and is coming on here to be able to share some of those things with you. And today's interview is with Eve Peterson. And Eve has a really awesome story, uh, specifically uh, relevant to those of you who are maybe thinking about or in the beginning stages of of starting to lift, of starting that process and that journey. And during this episode, Eve talks about her experience with Weight Watchers and her um, religiousness with weighing in on Thursdays because that was her like Weight Watchers weigh-in day and uh, that number on the scale and how much control it had over her for so much of her life and how over the last little while, she's been able to switch her focus from only looking at that number on the scale to give her worth and meaning and see progress and instead starting to switch it up and and look at lifting and and experiencing that world of putting weight on the bar and seeing those weights go up and and really having that shift in focus of you know, weight on the scale to weight on the bar. And so she has such a fun story. She talks about getting her first pull-up. She talks about how much she's squatting now, some of the numbers that she is chasing uh, in the future. And one of the things that was instrumental in Eve's progression, and we talk a little bit about it in the episode, was Build Your Workouts, which is one of my programs where I teach you how to build a customized workout plan. And I teach you about progressive overload and how to make sure that you are implementing that into your programming. Because a lot of people aren't. They think, oh, if I'm lifting weights then I must be gaining muscle because I have dumbbells in my workout. But if you aren't implementing progressive overload, it doesn't matter how many dumbbells you lift. It doesn't matter how often you do it. Your body's not going to respond with building muscle and and adding strength. And so that's the process I teach in Build Your Workouts. I teach you how to create um, a customized workout program, know how much cardio to do, know how much weights to do, know how to split those up into a split that's going to work for you, how to select your weight selection and your reps and your sets and how to progress that week to week. And I teach you all that inside of Build Your Workouts. So if that is something that you're interested in looking into, I highly recommend my free class. You can go to bicepsafterbabies.com forward slash workshop, and you'll be taken to be able to listen to an on-demand class of the five vital ingredients you must include in your workouts to build muscle and lose fat. And just kind of hint, if you listen to that free masterclass, there is a discount code for build your workouts at the end. So uh, go to bicepsafterbabies.com forward slash workshop, and uh, you can go get that free masterclass and dive into build your workouts. All right, without further ado, let's jump into the episode with Eve Peterson. I am so excited to welcome Eve to the podcast. Eve, thanks for coming on the podcast today. Thanks for having me. 
Yeah, we're gonna have a good we're gonna have a good conversation. So, uh, just to kind of do by way of introduction, give us a little bit of introduction into who Eve, Eve is, a little about your journey and your story. Sure. So, I um, my name is Eve Peterson. I live in North Carolina, born and raised here. Go Tar Heels. Um, <laughs> I'm 41 years old. I am a wife and mother of um, two little girls, and I work full-time um, in healthcare administration at a local academic medical center. Yeah, and we have, we have that in common. That was something that kind of connected us, <laughs> my sure. time in North Carolina. Um, so, okay, cool. Tell us a little bit about your health and fitness journey. When do you feel like that, quote-unquote, started? What does that look like for you throughout your life? Um, so... I have reflected on that a bit. I do feel like it probably started like over 20 years ago. I remember um, in college joining Weight Watchers um, and my weigh-in days were on Thursday. And so literally for almost 20 years, every single Thursday, I have weighed myself and kind of like weighed in and tracked Mm -hmm. my weight. Um, And I feel like I've dieted off and on for years. Um, my husband and I did IVF several times to have our children. And so there were periods where I, you know, I wasn't weighing or wasn't as focused on that, but I sort of was in the back of my mind because I feel like all of those hormones sort of impacted things um, for me. Yeah, for sure. But it's, it's been a long road for sure. Mm-hmm. So tell us a little bit about where you were in your journey prior to joining Macros 101. What was, what was kind of the trigger for making that leap? Yep. So um, in the summer of 2020, I went on a family vacation. Um, my family is Greek and there's a lot of relatives whenever we get together. And I saw one of my cousins who um, had done CrossFit for years and always looked great. Um, and I, she looked like even better. And I was like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she had recently, she'd done CrossFit for forever, but had recently gotten introduced to the concept of macro counting. Um, and she had been following like uh, Madison Moves and Lily Eats and Tells and um, had done confidence in your numbers. And so she introduced me to the kind of Biceps After Babies brand. And I like immediately got on the waiting list for uh, Macros 101. And I joined in that September 20 group. Awesome. So fun. What, what were you hoping that that would unlock for you? What were you, what was your goal going into that of like, I really hope that this program does X, Y, and Z for me. So, you know, with Weight Watchers, there was a goal weight. Um, and I hit it a couple of times throughout the years. And then each, after each of my pregnancies, I really gave myself like a full year to kind of get back, um, into really trying to lose weight. Um, and so, you know, I would nurse these, each of my children, to the year point. And then I was like, all right, it's time to go. Um, and so I, after my younger one was born um, in like 2017, 2018, I um, started doing beach body programs and I, I was doing their workout routines at home. I was following their meal pr- plans. And I was actually doing that when I saw my cousin. Um, and so, um, y- you know, over the years I had gotten to my kind of goal weight a few times um, to kind of use a phrase that you often um, say, you know, some things are attainable and some things are maintainable. And so I was at a point where I had sort of thrown uh, weight loss out the window. I'd kind of given up, honestly. Um, And I was really looking just for something that would get me back to the goal weight that I kind of had in my head. And that really was what my focus was. Um, Yeah, that's cool. Um, Okay, so when people come into Macros 101, 
there is often this experience of coming for one reason and having a completely different experience than you may have anticipated. Did you have that experience? And if so, what was that like for you? So um, definitely during Macros 101, you know, for that eight weeks, my focus really was on the scale weight. I, I, I had zero interest in a reverse. I immediately jumped into a cut, but I set my end date. And on my end date, I started my reverse. Um, and then I went immediately into beyond. And I believe I was in beyond for a year. And during that time is when I really embraced the reverse, the maintenance. And then I also did build your workouts, build your own workouts and like built out my home gym. And I really started shifting the focus from the weight on the scale to the weight on the bar. Yeah, that's awesome. I think, um, you know, some, some of our clients who go through Macros 101 come and join us and beyond. And I really, you know, that, that eight weeks in Macros 101 flies by so fast and it's kind of like a whirlwind. And um, I, I always say, you know, for those clients who come into beyond, beyond is kind of like, it's like the, you just ran a sprint and now we're kind of going to slow down for like the marathon pace. Cause it, this is a journey that lasts a lifetime. And so it's, it's a little bit more of like, let's slow down. Let's continue through the other phases. Let's go through the reverse. Let's go through maintenance. Let's maybe try bulking. Let's, you know, go through all these other phases that most women tend to skip. And a lot of that, that work is done, you know, inside of beyond. Um, I I'm wondering if you feel like or you can recall a particular breakthrough moment for you, um, whether it was in Macros 101 or in Beyond, that that kind of gave you a shift in your perspective or, or kind of had that aha light bulb moment for you. Um, I would say that that happened sort of at the beginning of the year. So I was one of the people that was obsessed with your goals podcasts. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Me too. It's like some of your podcast episodes. <laughs> um, and, you know, sort of to back it up a little bit, I literally like I dove in and watched every coaching call that was available, started in the beginning and watched them all. Um, and same thing with the podcast. I went back to episode number one and I listened to all of them. And I really tried to digest all of the information that I could. Um, and when the beginning of the year happened, it must have been 2021, um, I set a goal to get up to get a, my first pull up. And I started I like followed your guide to a T multiple times in order to get my first pull up, but, <laughs> but I got it. And by the end of the year, I had five. Um, and so I really think that setting that goal of getting a, a pull up is kind of what shifted my perspective off of the scale and onto working out. Yeah. You guys, Eve was so fun. Like she would like <laughs> send me like videos of like the progression along the way um, as she was working on getting that first pull up. And I think uh, I, I think that hopefully will be really uh, inspiring for some people who are listening because I do see that as uh, a, a tipping point for a lot of people, meaning it can, the time it takes and the energy and the effort it takes to get one pull up for a lot of women is, is a lot. And then to hear you went from one to five pull ups, you know, in a, in a, relatively shorter period of time. It, it is, it's like that first pulp is kind of that tipping point And then you get over that and it's like, okay, now we can like start to string these together. And it's not, it's not quite as long, I feel like, or are just of a process to be able to start stringing them together. Um, so if, if you're interested in that pull-up guide, since you referenced it, you can go to bicepsetforbabies.com forward slash pull dash up and, and download that. But I love hearing that, that, that kind of sparked something in you and, and kind of shifted a little bit of your focus. Uh, and you've really embraced lifting since then, right? You said you joined building yes, workouts like and, <laughs> and it's, it, you know, it's kind of opened this like new love for you. So what, what do you feel like you have learned about yourself through this process, especially getting into the weights um, over the last little while? 
Um, you know, I really feel like I've learned that if I show up for myself, I can be successful in whatever I attempt. The That first pull-up, like starting from a dead hang and trying to get up was very humbling. Um, <laughs> it took quite a while to be able to like actually pull up. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I feel like I showed myself that like every, you know, two or three days I was working at it and over time I got it. And that is what I have seen in the gym as well. Mm-hmm. Do you, Have you dealt with any frustration maybe of feeling like, because I think this is really common, of feeling like I'm putting in the effort and this is taking longer than I want. You know, I I see that with a lot with pull-ups. I feel like a lot of people give up on pull-ups because they're like, I'm doing the thing, I'm trying, and it's taking a lot longer than I want. And so then they kind of get frustrated. Have you had that experience at all? Um, A little bit. So I, um, I, I really try to do a good job of tracking my progress. And so um, really focusing on, you know, each time that I go to the gym, doing a little bit more than I have done before. And so, you know, sometimes, some days are harder than others for sure. Um, but I really just try to focus on, okay, well, what did I do last time? Or maybe last time I did this weight, it felt so much harder, but this time it feels um, a little bit easier. And so I really try to focus, uh, shift that mindset to focus on the progress that I'm seeing. So what you're saying is that you aren't daily focused on the outcome goal, but rather on the process goals to get you to said outcome goal. Yes. Um, thanks for being a perfect example of, of that. But it is, it's so true that so many of us are only focused on the one outcome that we want, right? The, like, I want to get the pull-up. That becomes the outcome. And it can get really frustrating if we're not achieving said outcome. But what I'm hearing you say is when you focus on the day-to-day process and the day-to-day progress that you're making of like, last time I was only able to hang for 15 seconds and today I was able to hang for 20 seconds. That is progress. And no, I haven't reached that outcome, but I'm on my way. I'm taking steps to get there. And I think for those of you who struggle a lot with frustration in your journey, feeling like you're putting in a lot of effort and not getting a lot of results, my guess is that a lot of times you're focusing very heavily on the outcome and not necessarily on the process or the progress that you're making day to day. And so what do you think would happen in your journey if you started to look for that progress, notice it, celebrate it, um, encourage yourself that you were moving towards that goal? How much more likely do you think that you would be able to achieve it? And that's what I'm hearing from you. Eve. It's like, that's something you learned and, and implemented. For sure. I, I will say, you know, I was really frustrated with the scale and with mm-hmm. um, yeah. the, you know, not seeing the number on the scale that I wanted to see. And so that's where, you know, focusing more on lifting and working out and um, the progressive overload is really what has kind of made that switch for me. Mm-hmm. Did you understand progressive overload before Build Your Workouts or was that Never. one of your first experiences with it? A hundred percent. Anytime I'd ever gone to the gym before, um, you know, I would follow whatever the trainer had me doing, which was basically mm-hmm. like the same thing every single time I went to the gym or group fitness classes. You know, I loved me some Les Mills. Um, me too. Body pump <laughs> or whatever. Um, but it was always just doing the same thing. And so, mm-hmm. yes, that was my very first introduction to progressive overload. And it is crazy um, the, the progress that I have made. Yeah, talk to in us a, a short bit. period of time. Talk to us a, a little bit about that progress because that that is something that I want people listening to understand. Um, 
if you feel like you've been spinning your wheels and like you go, I mean, I, I share this experience of, of myself of doing the same thing. I taught body pump for eight years and I felt at some point it was just like, it was just spinning my wheels. It was like, I went to the gym all the time, but nothing actually changed. And, you know, realizing that that was because I wasn't really implementing progressive overload. And the moment that I started implementing the progressive overload, it was like, whoa, I can't believe how much progress I'm having in such a short period of time. So what was that experience like for you having gone from never really trained you know, there's a difference between working out and training. So you never had trained before, started training effectively. What kind of changes did you see over that first little while? So when I was first working out at home, I had um, adjustable dumbbells. Um, and so like, I'm just going to pick like squat. So I would squat, I would, you know, switch the dumbbell up to whatever, 35 pounds in each hand. And I would get them up on my shoulders. And that was about the most that I could like physically get onto my shoulders. Um, And that's when I realized like, I need a bar, I need a rack. I want to like, you know, be able to progress this. Um, And so then once I started squatting with the rack, I mean, you know, I started, I started squatting with a bar. So like 45 pounds. Um, and I realized, okay, well, I was using essentially 70 when I had the dumbbells. So, um, and you know, I think I started in maybe a year ago. Um, like today, today was leg day for me today. I did, uh, four sets of five at 180 pounds. Uh, hallelujah. (laughs) Okay. So are you guys hearing that like from 45 pound empty barbell squats to sets of five at mm-hmm. 180. Yep. I mean, that's like, <laughs> come on, that's cool. <laughs> that's so cool. Um, and how does that feel? Like amazing. Amazing. Yeah. Like really impressive. Um, impressive. I shocked myself, you know, I, I, um, so I do have a rack at home, but I prefer to work out at the gym. So I go to my local YMCA where the average age, it's, you know, like 55. Um, <laughs> yes, I like that. I prefer that than like sort of like a meathead type gym. Have you ever gone to O2 Fitness? Yes. So did yes. you know that that's where I used to teach? Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> I, when I, right out of college, I worked out at the OT Fitness in Chapel Hill, which I think is actually the one maybe that you taught. I at. taught in Carborough, Chapel okay. Hill, Falcon Bridge. I taught all over. Yeah. That's, that's so funny. Okay. Keep going. Um, where was I? <laughs> you were talking about how amazing it is that you're freaking boss at lifting. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you like to look and at the so gym. so now it's so funny now because like, you know, there's mirrors around and I want to look at myself, but I also want to have like myself in the right position. Um, but it's kind of crazy to see the guys that are in the gym looking at me like, wait, what is she mm-hmm. doing? Is she going to get this? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I love it. That's so fun. So what are some pieces of advice? H- having been somebody who, you know, relatively recently picked this up Uh, for someone who's maybe listening, who is like, I'm kind of never picked up a barbell before a little bit terrified of, you know, going to the gym, um, a little bit terrified of like building muscle or, or, you know, lifting heavy weights, give some pieces of advice or, or, you know, something that maybe you wish you would have known going into the process. So I think, you know, as cliche as it sounds, slow and steady wins the race. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I have been at this for almost two years now between like the macros and the lifting and I'm still seeing changes. Um, I don't know that I still get like newbie gains, air quotes, but I'll take them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but like, I feel like it's also, I would tell myself, like learn the lessons along the way. Like you're not going to succeed at everything that you try. Um, but if you, you know, use 
that to learn um, and adjust and, and make progress so that you can continue moving forward. Yeah, that's so good. And I think it is it is that that perspective. And it kind of goes back to what we were talking about before of just like that little progress. It's like that everyday little progress adds up over time to, you know, going from 45 pounds to 180 pounds squat. But you didn't jump there in a day. No way. Um, you know, it was like slow and steady and working on form. And I, I, you know, you're so active in the build your workouts page as well as like, you know, posting form videos and asking for feedback and say, how am I doing? And, 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 and it is a, it is a process. It is a layering process to understand. And so for anybody who's brand new to lifting or, you know, is just starting that journey, I really would just encourage you to kind of listen to what Eve is saying and just recognize that it is a layering process and that she didn't learn everything in one setting. It was like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to squat with the empty bar for the first time. And I'm probably gonna have to tweak some form and I'm going to have to get better at it. I'm going to have to, you know, you said the first time you put it on your back, it's like, that's a heavy thing on my back, <laughs> you know? And now you like unrack 180, like it's no big deal. Um, and so just recognizing that it is a pro- process and a progress um, day to day. And that when you just take those days at a time, and like you said, learn lessons that you end up making, you know, big results over time. So good. What what are you working on currently? Like, what are some of your current health and fitness goals? Are you do you have any numbers that you're chasing on the bar? Uh, yes. Oh, cool. Um, I am chasing 225 for reps for my squat. Yes. Um, I actually posted a video in the group today, and you know, I love having that um, that group, that community. Um, so it, I feel like it's for like accountability for myself um, to post a video, but also to like encourage other people um, that are just starting out. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, 225 for reps. And and now I have started at at the end, you know, when I finished my last working set to just like unrack 225 and just hold it for a second. Yeah, that's super Um, super important. And now I have started today. I attempted it and failed, but that's okay. Mm -hmm. I got down to the bottom and I started pushing up and I was like, yeah, this ain't gonna happen. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I'll get there. Yeah, those unrackings are really important because you start to train your central nervous system to not freak the heck out when it has something like super heavy on its back. Mm-hmm. Um, you can even start going over 225. Like like getting getting comfortable. I'm not like you're not jumping there, but like getting comfortable holding 250, just just literally unracking the bar, standing there and re-racking the bar with like 250, then will eventually make 225 feel like super, super light. light. <laughs> exactly. So if um, and that's gonna again train your central nervous system because there is there is muscular contraction, there's muscular strength, and then there's also central nervous system that has to happen because you think that's how muscle contraction works, is there's a signal sent from your brain, it creates the muscle muscle contraction. And so the central nervous system is a big part of lifting and um our central nervous system can kind of flip out a little bit when it like, when you put a big heavy load on, on its back, on your back. For sure. <laughs> and, and so even just training that central nervous system with unloading and unracking those heavy weights, when you get to 220, you're going to be like, oh yeah, this is no big deal. Like I've racked way heavier than this, uh, with the bar. So get those synapses awesome. firing. Yeah. The synapses firing. We, we love us some synapses. Um, what else? Any other, uh, any other like numbers you're chasing? Um, so <laughs> I was chasing a hundred for reps for bench mm-hmm. um, and I just got it. So I need to set a new bench Ooh. goal. That one I feel like is my hardest. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I just kind of have like a mental block there. Mm. Um, that's really it. And then as far as health is concerned, mm-hmm. you know, I feel like um, in one of your podcasts, I was introduced to, to the concept of like functional medicine. Mm. Um, and so I recently saw a functional medicine practitioner mm-hmm. and um, I found out that I have like 
no like fecal elastase. Like I'm not making digestive enzymes. And so now I'm sort of on this whole new um, path to figure out my gut health. Mm-hmm. Cool. How, how long are you on that journey? Or are we like still pretty early on? Oh, we're like two weeks in. Okay. <laughs> so we're just, we're just kind of navigating into those waters. Well, that's really cool. Like I, I, I love that. One of the things I love about you, Eve is, is, and I've seen it in you is just your willingness to, um, dive in and learn. And, uh, you know, you are always super active on the Build Your Workouts page. You're super active in, in beyond. And like you said, listen to every podcast, listen to every module in Macros 101. Like your, your hunger and insatiability of learning is, is going to continue to serve you very well uh, as you continue throughout your for your journey. What yeah. is the phrase that you say about like when the student is ready, the teacher, the teacher will appears. appear? Like yeah. you're my teacher and I'm yeah. trying to be like the student <laughs> and take it all in. Yeah. Yeah. No. And it's, and it's so good. And it's, I think it's the same thing. It's like, um, when you were ready for like the gut health stuff, like that, that appeared and that like presented itself. I, I truly believe that when the student is ready, the teacher appears. So good for you for hopping on those boards. Um, okay. Last question. If you could send a message to yourself, your younger self, what would you say? I would say, um, like consistency is key. Don't, don't get frustrated when you don't see the number that you want on the scale. There's more to life beyond the number on the scale. Your worth is not determined by the number on the scale. Like hang it up. I'd have been so, so much further along in this journey if I would have hung that up earlier. Mm -hmm. And that is a really tough, um, pill to swallow. Um, and sure, would I still want to see that number on the scale? Absolutely. But you know what? Now that I get my gut health in check, I might actually get that number. Okay. I said it was the last question, but I asked you one more question. Uh oh. How did you hang up that number? Uh, it is an everyday work in progress. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it seems so silly because it's so close to where I am right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think really seeing the physique changes, like I think I look better now mm-hmm. than I did whenever I was at that weight. And that is what I've really tried to focus on. Awesome. So good. Well, Eve, you're joy. You're amazing. Thanks so much for coming on the podcast and sharing your story with everyone. Thanks for having me. I'm sure you loved Eve as much as I do. She's uh, amazing. And it was just really fun to have her experience and her story. And if you feel like you're somebody who's like her, that maybe has that attachment to the scale, I think one of the, a great way to, to uh, release that attachment is to place the focus elsewhere. And, you know, our brain doesn't do well to tell our brain not to do something. Like, don't think about that. Our brain doesn't do very well with that. Our brain does very well if you can replace it with something else. So instead of saying, oh, I got to release attachment to the scale. I can't have that be my focus. Don't be my focus. Don't be my focus. When you say, okay, instead of that being my focus, now this is going to be my focus and you replace it and you start focusing on weightlifting. You start focusing on the bar and the numbers on the bar going up and tracking your workouts and making sure you're implementing progressive overload. It, it kind of fills that void. It fills that space and becomes a really productive place to start to work on your fitness goals from. So if you are interested in the pull-up guide that you've talked about, you can go to bicepsofforbabies.com forward slash pull dash up. That's a free six-week program that I put together that um, will teach you how to go through 
the exercises to be able to get that first pull up. And then again, I talked about the beginning of the episode, but bicepsafterbabies.com forward slash workshop. If you want to sign up for a free on-demand workshop about putting together effective workout plans and the five vital ingredients that those need to have so that you aren't spinning your wheels in the gym. That wraps up this episode of Biceps After Babies Radio. I'm Amber. Now go out and be strong because remember my friend, you can do anything. Hey friend, have you heard the news? We have a Biceps After Babies Radio insider list. If you love Biceps After Babies Radio, you don't want to miss a thing. Head to bicepsafterbabies.com forward slash insider to join the group. You'll be the first to know all things about the podcast, see some behind the scenes, and get special messages from yours truly. We want to make this a special community for those who are fans of the podcast. And last, did this episode particularly resonate with you? If so, will you please share it? Either send the link to someone who would find it valuable or take a screenshot and post it to your social media and tell your family and friends why they should listen. Make sure you tag me at Biceps After Babies so I can hear your feedback and give you a little love. And, you know, if you aren't already following me on Instagram or Facebook, that's the perfect time to hit that follow button. Thank you for being here and listening to Biceps After Babies Radio.